winter without a doubt is probably the most important time for a nonprofit to be able to fundraise throughout the world. Listen to this episode of Fundraising Secrets, Winter Fundraising Ideas, coming up next. Stay tuned. I'm Maya McNulty, and this is the Fundraising Secrets Podcast, made for funpreneurs. Funpreneurs is a heart-centered leader. Funpreneurs take no BS and make no apologies for serving the public. Funpreneurs unite and thrive knowing that together we will prevail. Funpreneurs will fight for the cause, raise awareness, and serve with humility. Funpreneurs are resourceful, compassionate, and philanthropy is our middle name. Funpreneurs deploy the organization's task with honor and champions the mission. Funpreneurs enrich lives and put ethics before conversions. Funpreneurs define strength in numbers, believe in the cause, create the future, build fundraising empires, impact the world. Funpreneurs are driven and inspired knowing that we are making fundraising fun. I'm a funpreneur. Winter by far, without a doubt, is probably the most important time of the year for nonprofits to be fundraising, not only in, here in the states, but across the country, across in the world. Historically, nonprofit organizations, their biggest push for fundraising is during the year-end ask in November and December, which they really should be starting to ask in August and September. But the, the year-end ask happens uh, mostly in November, right after Thanksgiving with the Giving Tuesday. About 46% of the year-end ask is done about that time in November. If you go back to episode 25, you can learn about the year-end ask. We dive a little deeper into details of how uh, to do a year-end ask for your nonprofit. But when you're preparing for winter fundraising, September is a great time to start and start planning. We talk about having a timeline. If you go back in another episode, there's an episode on timeline and how important it is. It's like a roadmap, and it tells you exactly what to do, when to do it. Go ahead and listen to that episode as well. So let's dive into some winter ideas and some fun to get your organization staying engaged in the community and your donors active so that uh, you don't go ghost on them, right? Now, as a kid, I used to love hot chocolate. In fact, when when my daughter was playing soccer, I used to actually bring hot chocolate to the games because we would be playing outside, and I'd set up a hot chocolate bar, and it would have um, like mini uh, morsels of uh, chocolate and then pe- crushed up peppermint and marshmallows, the mini marshmallows, and then uh, whipped cream. And the kids would be, uh, you know, making um, uh, hot chocolate s'mores bars and hot chocolate bars uh, and hot, their hot chocolate to keep them warm after the game. And, you know, something about hot chocolate just is like so yummy and cozy and fun. So you could bring that inside, take the cold, bring it inside, bring your donors inside so they get an opportunity to see what your place looks like and the environment and what their money is going to and supporting the cause. Invite them in. Invite them to, into your community. Get your community involved. Bring them in from the uh, well, bring them from the outside inside into your organization so that you can create this warmth and this relationship because people like to donate with companies that they have relationships with. Now, you could do something in the day or something in the night. Some suggestions could be you could have a poetry day or a po- poetry night along with the hot chocolate, um, an art night, an art day, a donation drive. Maybe if your organizations like the YWCA you do a hygiene project, product or something of that nature if you need shampoos or sheets or or um uh supplies of some sort uh feminine products uh you know have a drive invite them in and in exchange your d- donation and they're 
giving a donation with a hot chocolate. You're building a rapport. You're building a community. You're in, including them in your organization. And um, it makes them feel good to see exactly what their dollars are doing. You can also invite maybe a local uh a celebrity or a local author to do a book signing at your organization and they pay to come and have hot chocolate um, and then uh, maybe you could do a raffle or something of that nature to just get people in the door and get them to stay a little bit and learn some of the things that you do maybe you have a presentation on uh, like a PowerPoint on what your organization does if you have the space to do it but winter is a great time for you to get your community out from outside and bring them into your organization I can remember as, as a um, young child, or even my, when my kid was younger, um, now she's in, in school, but in college, but uh, snow days, every parent uh, dread, dreaded snow days, right? But all the kids loved it. They were so much fun. So let's have a snow day. Bring your organization outside and have a snow day. Um, partner with like a local ski resort or uh, someone that's uh, an expert in that field of building relationships outside, like whether it be ice skating or uh, curling or cross-country skiing or going uh, cross-country or outdoor uh, hiking, something of that nature. Put, put an expert there, but they pay for a ticket and you're building community in that sense. And you'll be making money from the proceeds of the ticket. You could split it with the organization. If there's an expert for outdoor hiking, you could split it with that person. But uh, this way your organization is building community. You're, you're spreading your brand. You're cross-marketing, cross-promoting each other and showing your interest. But you're also partnering with an expert with their expertise. And, again, your company's building. Um, the company is building new customers, and you're getting new donors. So it's creating a win-win for both organizations when you cross-promote. So definitely bring your organization outside um, and kind of a reverse snow day, right? Uh, so you're like, I'm not going to stay and I'm going out um, and having some fun. And this way, kids of all ages can be included, parents. They get excited about this. Um, and they turn it into a fundraiser, right? So it's so easy to do. It's a no-brainer. It doesn't take a lot of um, coordinating. You just You just schedule the date and they have their own gear and equipment. You have an expert and usually if you're going to have it at a, res a snow place, um, a lodge or something, they'll have the equipment and the snow. Restaurants love to give back to their community. I have my mobile app called Where to Shop and Dine. It connects colleges and communities for safe places to shop and dine while in a college region. And on my mobile app, what what restaurants do is they do a roundup program, and um, when they sign up for advertising, and our app helps to alleviate child hunger. Now, Dine to Donate or Dining for Good uh, across the country, restaurants are doing this, and so you can have your organization do a day at a restaurant and the owners of the restaurant or the org that will give money to the organization. So in the winter time, it's great to do that because it's not going to cost your organization, organization any money, just time in setting it up and then going there. And at the end, you'll get a, a check for whatever you negotiated on. So basically how a dine to donate or dine for good works is you partner with a local restaurant in your organization you, you dine in and you create a menu too with the restaurant uh, or the chef depending on what you're doing and you select a date and then you just start promoting the event it's easy peasy easy to do but it's a great fun winter thing Another fundraising idea which I absolutely love is craft workshops now 
at NAMI, the National Association on Mental Illness, we actually have an art committee for NAMI for off-the-mask events. And what our uh, off-the-mask committee is doing for the mask uh, is they're doing a... um, a mask night where they're going to be making the mask for the runway. Now, the the thing about off the mask is that how everyone is hiding behind, you know, wanting um, their illness or whatever their situation is, and there's no stigma. We, we want to break that, but sometimes people are labeled. So our off the mask fashion show is going to be on May 10th, uh, 2019, at the Hearst Media Center in Albany from six to nine. But the committee is going to be doing a craft workshop and what we'll do is take those masks after and have them on display or people can purchase them from the runway and the percentage of those masks will go towards the fundraiser. So I absolutely love that idea because it gets the community involved and there's a lot of artistic people and creative people. So you get to meet another diverse set and group of people and also potential donors and uh, other contributors and, and you're out in the community so the community gets to know you a little bit better. One of my favorite drives is toy drives or um, coat drives. Um, in the wintertime, p- perhaps some um, people are homeless or there's women's shelters or kids' shelters. or It's a hard time in the wintertime for warm coats and warm clothes. So having a um, clothes drive, if you're, if you're a shelter type of uh, place, it's very vulnerable. I know um, it's hard to speak on, but... Um, Having a, a, a drive, and then when people come in, they can pay for hot chocolate or for waters or snacks, kind of have a bake sale type of thing happening during the, those drive hours so that people can come in and they can see what your organization does. You can, um, you know, introduce people, introduce the staff, and see what you're set up like to create a winning a winning outcome. If you're clear on your exactly what you want, your mission, your intentions, then your outcome will be clear as well. So invite people into your organization and include them in what you're doing. Include them in your mission. Get them a chance to understand your culture of your organization and have them become proven like testimonials for your organization. Donors, donors not only once, but keep them coming. Now, one of the most important things, too, is thanking your community. I can't stress this enough. So if they're donating coats or uh, you're going to a ski lodge resort type of thing, and just remember to thank, write it a letter in a letter. Um, You can type that out, but definitely hand sign it um, and say thank you to everyone that was involved in helping your organization. Uh, Encourage them to be... um, engaged in in your organization retain that uh, relationship and retain that donor it's so important to just stay in contact with them create a culture of gratitude in your organization so definitely don't forget to send up thank you letters to anybody who gave during that time um, in the winter months because it's so hard and then just let them know how hugely that you appreciate them and, and trying to retain them as a donor and that you can serve how you can serve them and they can serve you by encouraging them to give again, um, inviting them to future events, getting them in the door, creating that culture of gratitude within your organization.
So I want to thank you so much for listening to Fundraising Secrets. I'm Maya McNulty, your host. Go ahead and like us on Apple Podcasts, rate us, uh, subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. We'd love to hear from you. Leave us a comment. Send us a message at maya at upthebiz.com. If you like this content, remember to, you know, pass it on. And I want to just say thank you so much for listening to Fundraising Secrets. I'm Maya McNulty, your host. Want more great content? Head on over to our Facebook page, Fundraising Secrets. Don't forget to subscribe and rate our podcast. Thank you for sharing this episode, and we'll catch you next time on Making Fundraising Fun Again. This is the podcast, Fundraising Secrets, and I'm Maya McNulty.